Love hearing it. That's Jared Goff talking about Jamison Williams and his emergence. He said it, Doug. Said what? You know what he said? Trust. Oh yeah. When oh, golf, yeah. when you get golf's trust, you get the ball. Things change. Yes. That's a, that's a I'm big. So glad he said that. That's a breakthrough. We got a lot to talk to Jared about tomorrow, but yes. Um, and look, I. There, there's sort of this. I've noticed through the years, kind of this default position that some people have. The coaches are idiots. They need to do this and they do that. And I've, after talking to coaches, a lot of times I feel like they're not idiots. They they what they see in practice influences what they do on game day, and it feels like you know this has been not as fast as some fans have wanted, but it's it's a definite step forward that we keep seeing from Jamison Williams then maybe they've given him exactly what he can handle. And because of that, we've seen continued success. Every time he gets the ball, something exciting happens. And it might be because they're giving him what he can handle. They're putting him in good positions to have success, which I'm for. I'm all for it. I think they've done the same thing with the quarterback that I like. Is they, okay, this is what we can do with Jared Goff, and this is what we need to do with Jared Goff to have success. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I can almost assure you that Ben Johnson wasn't listening to the station last week. But if he were, he would have heard a lot of Jamison Williams calls, and he would have heard a lot of calls of saying Goff can't complete passes downfield outside the numbers, which he did. Would have the Aaron Glenn would have heard they they don't rush the passer, and they don't rush the passer or. They got to try some different things. They tried some different things, and boy, did they have success. Blitzing from all over from a bunch of different positions. So you mentioned J-Mo and, you know, obviously excitement when he gets the ball, right? Yep. Did you see that play? Of course you saw it, but I'm going to bring it up. The play where he caught the ball on the sidelines, okay? And he juked the guy inside and still decided to take up the sidelines when there was like six inches of space, and he maybe his slender build and his speed, but he was able to make – a play on that on that ball, which I'm like, did he just do that? That was a classic example. That that is the you made a guy miss in a phone booth. Yeah, it's, I, I seriously, don't know, there was no room over there, none. And when he, I would where I was sitting was the exact opposite end of the stadium. I was the far corner from where I was sitting, and I saw that, and I went, well, he stepped out of bounds. Yeah, right. Yeah, he had he's to go going out, out of bounds. bounds. There's yeah, no, yeah, there's yeah. no it, way that what he just did was beat that guy outside. And between him and the sidelines, that's virtually, you can't do that. And and when I saw the replay, I'm like, oh, my God. As a defender, you're like, okay, well, I got the sideline. I'm good there. I just got to get tackle him here. Yep. So when he goes inside and he still takes it up the, up the field on the sidelines, you, you, can't, you can't, that's, you tip your cap to Jameson Williams. And that's why, Doug, mm. so many people want to see him get the ball more. And I get what you're saying. They bring him along. There's, maybe he's right where they want him to be. But that's the excitement we well, see. Yeah, you don't want to bring him along at the expense of the team. No. If their sole job was to develop Jamison Williams, it's a different thing. But if you're bad and you're trying to get better quickly, you try to develop your young players. When you're good and you're trying to win divisions and be the two seed or the one seed, hey, whatever wins the game is what they're focused on. And that you don't spend a whole ton of time developing a relatively, you know, a rookie essentially. Um at least you're not sacrificing plays to develop him. You're just trying to get him to help the team and hope he develops while in the role that you give him. Uh, but, hey, 
Uh, they they could be headed to a very good place with the, the emergence of some players here late in the season. And another, I mean, Jameer Gibbs looks like he's just getting better. Sam Laporta looks like he's just getting better. They have to also take advantage of those players' skill sets. And the speed of Gibbs and J-Mo is incredible. I mean, it's just incredible. They have they have weapons, man. On the Gibbs play, did you see him juke three guys? And that last juke, it was just too much where he had to slow down. He was a stop and go. It was, whoop, and, whoop. Yep, and the third, the whoop, third one was he, just a little, so he fell much. down. Yeah, yeah but that, that was, was funny. That was I mean, funny. These two playmakers on this team. And the, t- the offense is already really good. Yep. And then you add those guys, man. So if you missed it earlier, we actually retweeted it, uh, the Birchie Kids stat about how dominant the Lions' offensive line is. When How dominant the Lions' offense is when they've got Decker, Jackson, Ragnow, Glasgow, and Sewell starting. They're 5-0, and and they lead the NFL in points, yards, rushing yards, yards per carry, and Jared Goss' passer rating is 121.73. You can see the tweet at Dungator971. If you don't already follow at Birchie underscore kid, um, but it's great research. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Let's get back to your phone calls. Forrest is next on ninety seven one. Hello, Forrest. Hey, how you guys doing? What's great. up? Uh, my champ and champ. Uh, so my my champ will be uh, Demarco Ryan and Case Keenum for a great uh, comeback, and uh, and I think Demarco uh, Demarco Ryan deserves to be coach of the year, hands down. Chump will be Denver Broncos for not showing up and making it a boring game to watch. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and I had a question about the division. So you so you don't necessarily have to have the best record in your four-team division uh, to win the division? What do you mean? Like, because if we lose one to Minnesota, that's three and three. I mean, we'll, we'll be at three and two, and then if we win one, the other one will be four and three. But I mean, so uh, I was saying, so if we lose one to Minnesota, do we still win the division? Yeah, the, the, you said you have to have the best overall record. Yes. So we lose both to them. We still we have a better record than them. If well, we win the division. they got to beat Dallas because if Minnesota sweeps Detroit in these last three games. Uh, they will hold the tiebreaker over Detroit based on two wins against Detroit. So then it would be the Lions would have to be uh, in between. They play Dallas. If they lose the Dallas game, get swept by Minnesota, and Minnesota wins out, and I think they got what? Detroit, Green Bay, Detroit. Um, Minnesota will win the division based on tiebreakers. They're basically dormy, if you know the, the golf term. They, they they have to be perfect. Yeah. And the worst, I mean, the Lions could finish tied at 10 and 7 for the division with Minnesota if the Minnesota wins everything and then lose a tiebreaker to Minnesota. Uh, okay, so that was my question with that. And I have one 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 other question. I'm sorry for Peter. Uh the so I just sometimes I feel like Detroit fans make me feel like I'm Stephen A. Smith like I was rooting for Detroit and and the guy who caught in about Kansas, he was talking about the team, not his fantasy roster cuz we all are mad at uh, Tony right now for messing up our squad. But uh, the whole thing is, I feel like Stephen A. right now because it's just like, well, we'll go wrong because you guys are saying too much. Like the Super Bowl and NFC Championship game, win the playoff game first, man, and then we'll start getting excited because it makes for bad radio when y'all just keep calling in, throwing out craziness. First place, you're not getting first place. You're not beating the 49ers, not a healthy 49ers. But 
let's let's take it. Let's do it how we are. We we are grateful, one step at a time. We're gonna take down each person in front of. Them. Well, I appreciate you worried about the quality of our radio station, and I appreciate you looking out for our best professional interests. We're pretty secure in what we're doing. Doing okay. Thank you for the advice, though. Also keep in mind, we are not the team. We are not the team. Fans aren't the team. I'm not the team. Gator's not the team. Kang's not the team. Nobody on the station's the team. They need to focus on the task at hand. We are allowed to let our imaginations run wild with really no particular ramifications. Now, we try not to recklessly speculate beyond reasonable expectations. But if you're saying that a team that's one game out of the best record in football, that we shouldn't have Super Bowl aspirations, I would argue with that fact. 